This podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to 424 Recording, a podcast about home studio and lo-fi recording. We're talking all things music, especially in the punk, grunge, bedroom, and indie rock genres. This is Mike from 424recording.com, and I'm pleased to be joined today by my buddy Tim Lampasona. He's an entomologist and all-around creative dope-ass guy, so... Figured I'd have him on the pod and uh, do a little chit-chat. We talked a lot about creative ambitions and hobbies and uh, parallels of meditation and creation and also origins of band names and a whole lot more. So here's my conversation with Tim Lampasona. How come you never really were in... Or like, did you never pursue music at all? Or did you ever per- try to pursue music? Because I feel like you know a lot of bands and, I don't know, know a lot about music. But it's interesting to me that you've never, aside from the project that we've been in together, really pursued anything like music-wise. Um, that's a really good question, dude. I love, I mean, I love music and I love listening to it and finding new albums. And I like playing it a lot too, but... For some reason, I just never had the drive to um, turn that into anything bigger than just sort of like a hobby, hobbyist level, like playing when I can and with people who I kind of vibe with. But I don't think that I've got enough um, sort of songwriting instincts, Hmm. really, to go the uh, to go all the way with that. I always preferred. like helping people write songs and doing lyrics and um, thinking of different parts to add. I was never really any good at starting from scratch and like having finishing a song by myself. So it sounds like you, I guess that you had pursued doing that at some point then. Cause you obviously like, yeah, I've written some, like some, some, a couple random like acoustic, you know, songs, but they never really like, they never really inspired me in any kind of meaningful way. You know? Yeah. It was always just kind of like an idle, like, like thing to do. So I, I always had more fun working with other people's stuff and like kind of helping them refine it and then playing together, which was like really the main the main thrust of it. That's super interesting, man. Like I I was thinking about that when uh, I wanted to have you on the pod. You know, thanks for being on the pod. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, friend friend of the pod over here, friend of the pod, friend of the channel. Uh, <laughs> and I, it's like I just I was thinking about that just because I was thinking about my own experience with music too, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Cause like, I feel like I, although I did try pursuing it or have been pursuing it, I guess on a professional level, I don't, I'm not even really sure what's professional or amateur today. It just seems like you can be your own cheerleader. And that's like a big thing that I always try to push it, push the people as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I just, I feel like you're, you're such a super creative guy, but it's interesting that you're saying that you never really, I don't know. I don't know, man. That was something I always wanted to ask you. I feel like when it came down to it, like if you were to ask me, like, what would you music wise, would you rather uh, be in a project where you're like writing music uh, constantly or would you rather be part of a creative process with a couple other people and not really the main focus of it? I'd pick the latter every time. Yeah. Yeah, I was never. I never had any interest in being like a front man or being a a person who like poured my um, my emotion out into the into the writing process. I'd always 
was more into just sort of the, the like, it's going to sound weird, but like the social aspect of uh, oh. playing music. Yeah, I was almost going to say, I thought you were going to say like the support aspect, because that was kind of how I got started too, was, uh, you know, playing, playing like bass, that's usually not a forefront instrument, you know, and that's that's kind of how I always used to feel about the creative process too, was I really enjoyed hanging out with my friends and being in a band with my friends and I don't know. I'm just, I've just been really been examining and trying to do some deeper uh, thinking as to like, how did I get into music and like, why have I uh, like thrown so much of my time and resource into it? I mean, I just like creating stuff, you know, but um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's, I feel like if music wasn't such a, uh, a thing that everybody could do today, like I feel like in a different era, I may have been like a music journalist. Oh, that would have been pretty cool actually. But I feel like in today's world, it's it's like anybody can be a musician. Like if you have a, a love or like a passion for music or any any type of activity, creative activity, the internet makes it such that you can pursue that interest. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And it, I mean, I learned, uh, I took a few lessons when I was young um, in guitar, but ever since then I've, I've been, le- I learned everything myself and I think that's all technology aided you know you could watch videos about how to play any instrument and and kind of teach yourself anything yeah Um, and that's how i learned ukulele and banjo and everything else and yeah that's that's what i mean like you have like um you obviously know how to play like multiple instruments you can sing really well and and you have like obviously great taste in music so it's just funny thank you (laughs) (laughs) so i just i find it super interesting that um but i mean you said said that too in the past that you also just have so many different hobbies right you kind of like jump from hobbies or like pivot into different hobbies it's too many honestly but uh i'm not going to complain about it but i've got uh i go from it's not even like a i don't even like get bored of things i just there are certain times when i get obsessed with something and then it uh, I go hard for a period of, you know, several weeks to several months. And then I switch to something else just because I want a little bit of variety. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have periods where all I do is play music for weeks and weeks and don't do anything else. And then sometimes I just want to paint and then I'll paint for like six months, you know what I mean? And I won't touch an instrument. Yeah. And what, what's like the underlying drive for that? I mean, you said it was a social aspect, but obviously those kind of things that you're like painting, that's kind of a solo activity. Like when you're doing that, is it just like a creative release? Like what is your, what's your goal in painting for six months? It's both for, this is true for, for playing instrument because 99% of the time when I play an instrument, I'm playing by myself. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's just a, a weird meditative practice. Like Mm. when I'm, when I'm, when I'm painting something, I start painting and then I kind of zone out into like a weird, um, I don't know, pseudo, uh, trance state. And then a few hours later I kind of snap to it and I'm just like, Oh shit, I finished this thing. <laughs> it's like basically done already. Right. So it's more of a, I mean, I don't want to say escape cause that's almost seems like has a negative connotation, but you're saying, yeah, you're saying it's like almost like tuning your brain or like you said, meditating. That's, that's pretty sick. Man. Yeah, it basically is. Cause it, it is like an empty, an emptying of like any kind of distracting thought. It's like you know, the, the big thing I'm thinking about is like, what, what would be a good highlight color? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's funny, man. I, I think that's too, now that I think about it more, that's, um, 
probably also a big reason that I enjoy music too. Cause I, I could, like I was working on some songs today and it, it is totally, I just forget about all the stuff I'm worrying about and all the, all the fears I have and things like that. And I just fall deeply into, uh, just creativity mode and, and I, I like forget to eat and we'll not do anything else. And now that you mention it, I think that, cause this seems to come up a lot. This came up uh, last week with um, Brian. And then I think the week before that with Bo. And I think with Sean and Mary too, we kind of touched upon just like um, quieting your mind. And Brian and I kept saying like coming back to the center cause he's been dealing with some stuff. And it's interesting because I feel like the common thread talking to everybody these past few weeks has been, something similar to this uh, meditative state of creating things and being creative. Well, I think that that's a pretty important part of life that doesn't really get uh, people, people talk about doing stuff for the sake of self-improvement and for the sake of like people act like learning things has to have an award attached to it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you got your, you got your, your achievement for learning how to, you leveled uh, up. Exactly. You leveled up because you learned how to draw or you learned how to play the song or whatever. But the like the end goal isn't always as important as just the act of doing something. Is that that's not really Zen, that's more like Taoism, right? Or <laughs> just like the act of doing something itself is uh is 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 worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. I mean that's that's the classic uh it's not about the destination but the journey, you know? Like in, you gotta enjoy like, like being on the journey is the destination, you know, like that. Yeah. Is... And it's, I mean, that's, that's something that's true about really any kind of artistic, uh, any artistic sort of, um, practice or movement in any direction. And generally speaking, it's never a waste of time to do that stuff. Cause it's like doing it is intrinsically rewarding. Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it, things just get so wrapped up um, in today's world but, because of, you know, obviously like money and things like that. So it's like navigating this line between, oh, well, I'm pretty good at this particular thing. And then everybody around you or like so many external things will seem, you know, oh, well, if you're good at that, then why don't you monetize that? Yeah, well, I don't want to. I mean, yeah, I know. I like doing it for the sake of doing it. No, me too, man. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's where things can get so cloudy because it feels like you kind of lose your sense of purpose and it becomes uh, polluted with this uh, other idea that's not really related to it. Um, and you hear so many times with, with certain like entrepreneurs and, and creative people that, uh, and I, th- I believe that a lot of these people are genuine. And when they say like, Oh yeah, I, I didn't really think about that kind of thing. I just thought about, you know, making the best product I could making, what I wanted to hear, you know, making a song that didn't exist. And, you know, I don't know, because it doesn't seem like everybody has that goal. And I, I know that you don't have that goal at all. That's why I wanted to talk to you about that, because it's like, I find that to be so interesting. I, th- I think I've just gotten so wrapped up in things and thinking that it was um, a means to an end, even though it was like, I don't know, you know, something I enjoyed and like writing music. Well, you've been you've been writing like crazy recently. You've got like five new songs just dropped and you did all the artwork for them too, which is another thing that I like to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've done all the artwork for all the, all the be cool cowboy stuff thus far, man. Thank you so much. Have I done all of it? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. That rules. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I was, I was looking in, um, the antique store the other day cause, uh, the me and the machine, you remember we went to the, 
in mm-hmm. New Paltz, there's like a couple antique stores and uh, they have like all these old postcards and pictures. So Tim and I had gone there and we were looking for, we got like a bunch of those old vacation postcards and then you like cut them all up and put them in Photoshop and made that awesome artwork for me and the machine. Mm-hmm. And I went there this weekend and I was looking for more um, artwork for the new one. I thought that could be a fun project to revisit the collage as the collage kind of th- deal. Oh yeah, totally. I can't find well, you know, anything I've got on, on my wall. Um, what do you on got my wall there? right now? I have the uh, that crazy picture of that machinery. Oh that we man, found. that's so cool. Yeah, so I hang on. To, I hung on to that because it's like one of the coolest, uh, one of the coolest photos I've ever seen. And I don't know what it's of, and it looks like a painting. It's like so uh, heavily sort of lit. But it's like really awesome, so I want to use that for something in the future. Yeah, and and it's like, a, but and it's like a picture from what what year would you even say that's from? It looks like it's I don't old. know. It looks 50s. maybe mid mid sixties, oh, early okay. late fifties, somewhere around there. Yeah, I was there, and I don't know, man. It, like, I guess you can't force it. You know, I feel like when we did that, it was super. Um, I, f- I feel like it's hard to recreate certain creative experiences because there was just something about us when we went and we're like searching for that. It just seems so. Uh, Serendipitous. Well, that's why I never. That's why I never used those. I have. I have a lot more of those postcards, but I haven't used them for anything else because it just like it was meant for that album, and it sound like that album sounds like something that you would have postcards for. Right. So you know, it just like kind of... the reason I picked them is because I've been listening to that album for like I don't know that I'd, I'd listened to it like straight through like a hundred times. You know, and I was just thinking about it, and I was like, "It's really it gives me this weird nostalgic feeling that you get when you look at postcards." So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I remember. Like, I feel like that's an awesome uh, way to go about creating the art. That's why, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you those new because, like, I've been redoing those five songs, and I want to send I'm gonna send them to you, and then you can hopefully do your process again and come up with gold for it. Well, please do. I mean, that's what I do. Uh, I I, I kind of do the same thing when I'm. Uh, working on any kind of art is like pair it with some kind of music. Cause usually the, the, they will help each other out. Like I've gotten to the point now where I, this is an art it's, it's work, but I can't write scientific articles anymore unless I'm listening to post rock or some other like non, uh, you know, no vocals, instrumental music. Yeah. yeah. That's a great and, uh, tip, man. I gotta start it, doing that. <laughs> oh my God. It's just like now when I, the minute I hear, um, you know, L ten eleven or whatever. I just like my brain is just like ready to write something technical. Yeah. So, what do you do? You want to fill everybody in on your? Uh, what are you doing right now? Uh, I'm working on my PhD. I'm a, an entomologist. Well, soon to be. <laughs> I guess I am, but I'm not a. I don't know, I'm not a doctor yet. Um, so I'm working on my research right now in entomology, and uh, I study insect behavior. And my current project is the. Uh, I'll I'll make this as non-boring as possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> exploring the behavior differences between uh, two subpopulations of a small native beetle. It's a pest of uh, fruit, and in the Mid-Atlantic region where I'm studying, um, it's known to attack blueberries, which it doesn't really do in the rest of the country. Oh, I remember you telling me this, yeah. Yeah, it's native to the U.S., this insect. Um, they're actually very cool looking. It's a weevil, so it's got one of those long snouts. Um, but that behavior is unique to this region. No one knows why. And it's been hypothesized by other people just off the cuff 
that it may be a host race, which is not quite a new species, but when two subgroups of the same species begin feeding on different hosts, they become reproductively isolated and they start to change their behavior. And eventually you might get a new species, but in the meantime, uh, they are diverging. So whoa, right now whoa, to... whoa. So wait a second. So what are you going to name it then? Oh, I mean, listen, there's, <laughs> it's so, so there's going to be a, a weevil <laughs> with your own, with your name on it pretty much. No, 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 no. Do not get my hopes up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> best best case you heard scenario, it here first folks best case scenario we can we'll be able to uh strongly suggest that there's a beginning of formation happening of a host race which is not quite a species um but those those behavioral differences can make can mean a lot especially in agricultural terms because if this is a unique population that's specially adapted to attack berries. That could be that you know that has big implications, and you know for management for food safety. Uh, but from an evolutionary point of view, it, it could mean a lot about the formation of uh, new species that don't require geographic separation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's... It's called sympatric speciation when a when an animal diverges into two species in the same region. What is it called? Sympatric. Oh, species. Sympatric. I thought you said St. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're in different regions, it's called Allopatric. Whoa, man. We're getting like a full... This is why I always say Tim is the smartest guy I know, you know? If you want to learn about beetle host race formation, I am your man. This is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. Where can people find you online, Tim? Uh, find me at on Instagram at Timbo417. Nice, man. So send Tim all your... Bugs. Yeah, bug pictures. I post art. I post food that I make, um, and send me any weird bugs you find, and I'll be happy to identify them for you. You got a bug, man. That's that's what this is all about. When when people do when people find out about that, there's two possible things that happen. One is they're grossed out, and it's like, oh, bugs, really? Or two, they get insanely excited, and then they have about a hundred uh, bugs that they've seen around their house that they want me to identify for them. I that's think. The only uh, two. I've, based on uh, the the listeners of the podcast and, and people from the channel, I think you're going to have thousands and thousands of uh, bug pictures sent your way. <laughs> that's fine by me, dude. Because you know that's the thing. It's like I, I, I really am only working on this one this one small group. So uh, any diversity is good because I still have to teach classes in the fall, and I, I don't want to get out of practice. Damn, man. What what do you, what is it about like the post rock that gets you in the mood to write for this kind of stuff? Is it just like it it, it uh like distracts your brain to a different level or? You know, it it serves as like a like a like a white noise that doesn't make me like sleepy. Um, in that it's it's got things going on and it's layered, but it's never particularly distracting. Like there's no words usually, and there's no very like the song structure is very kind of flowy and fluid and it doesn't make me think like oh here's a chorus oh here's a verse it just kind of all kind of blends into each other and it makes me kind of write like a stream of consciousness almost it's weird that's awesome yeah because i feel like a lot of people too i've I've talked to over the years and i I gotta start doing this for some reason i I don't do that but because i tend to listen to a lot of music that has lyrics but then that's the perfect solution is if you listen to stuff that is um lyricless uh, a lot of people seem to get inspired by um, 
listening to music while they're working on things. And Brian and I were talking about uh, music when you're working out and how that's, you know, scientifically proven to enhance your workouts and push you further. And there's a lot, it seems like there's a lot of cool science and, and um, things that go on with your brain with music. And I think that... Oh, yeah, absolutely. It affects, like, uh, it changes the way that you do everything. Yeah, it's so, it's so cool, man. I, you know, it's I never really thought too much about that aspect of it because like now now that i've been thinking about it for me like and why i like working on it because um yeah it just seems to like you're saying it puts you into that like meditative um trance slash uh like i feel like even performing live like the best performances are always the ones where that happens like you kind of go into uh autopilot and it's almost as if you're uh you have like an out-of-body experience or you know you're just so in the moment that you're not even there anymore, if that makes any sense. Yeah, the less the less active thinking you're doing. And actually, I have a plug. Um, the best album, in my opinion, to get things, Here we to, go. Like, to, to write things, or even to read and to remember things, is the album We've Been Talking, and the band is called Enemies, and they're oh, so yeah. freaking good. That's right, that's right. Yeah, because uh, Enemies, uh, you, what do you think, Toe, right? That's like one of your... One of your main oh, I jams. Love, yeah, Toe is Toe is an awesome um, Japanese post rock band. It's spelled just like the the body part Toe, and they've got a record label that has at least one American band on it, and that band is Enemies, and they are also great. Very very similar um, kind of vibe, but uh, yeah, they're fantastic. That's awesome, man. And then yo, have you ever heard of? Um, I want to get uh, this guy on the pod. Um, West meets West. No, uh, they're like a post rock band. Uh, it's my my buddies in it, and um, they're out of um, somewhere in the mid Hudson Valley. And well, I guess they're all over. Like, uh, but they've had like a couple bigger songs on Spotify. And uh, he teaches down at um, oh man, I'm like oh Mercy College, and uh, I got I got to get him on here because this is like would be a perfect segue into that conversation. But I think you would really dig them. I got a record of theirs. I want to, I want to get your way the next time yeah, I see you. Well, I just, I just followed them on Spotify now. So oh, I'll, perfect, keep up with them. I'll keep up with them now. Perfect. Yeah. So Actually, speaking and speaking of people, we know, uh, Brian's music is also very good oh, uh, yeah. to study too. Yeah, and I yeah. do that often. That was, um, that's a really good point. Yeah. I was talking with Brian last week about, um, his new record and things that he's been making. And, uh, it's so funny, man. It's like such a similar um, thread, and like I, I just, I'm just starting to notice a lot of similar threads. In only, you know, I've only had a, I don't know, I don't know, four or five interviews, um, and now I'm just, it's funny, man. It's, it's so funny to see talking to all these creative people, and um, it's interesting, man. Like I'm just starting to see these these threads. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put a book together or ebook or something with all the with yeah. All the well, similar get everybody's ideas. opinions, you know. Hell yeah. <laughs> You gotta, uh, you gotta use all these, uh, all these creative types while they're while they're hanging out. Yeah, man, that's why I like. I'm really. That's why I like. Um, because you and I, I feel like we we had we had done that one episode of our podcast that we uh, <laughs> forgot what it was. <laughs> we oh yeah, the um, uh, uh, the definitions podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. What was what the what the premise was like asking. I think the premise was, was was finding annoying um, words that 
were becoming popular and then dissecting them and making fun of them. Yes, yes, yeah. We should do and that. We made fun of which we which we could actually do it right now if you want because I remember it. that we talked about the cloud, which is my least oh, favorite. Oh, that's right. Um, yes, that's my least favorite expression slash tech word because it 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 just it doesn't worst. make any sense. It's a cloud is the least secure thing I can think of. It is a it's not stable. It's not solid. And there's no no stability to it. And when it gets full, a cloud just falls apart and leaks its contents everywhere. Right. It, 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 you can't like you can't like collect things from a cloud at will. So it doesn't it fails on every metaphorical level. It should be called the vault or the safe. Or the filing cabinet. I don't know, but cloud sucks. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I remember this I remember this now. It's all coming back to me. We had like a half yeah. hour discussion well, on this. Like. I still am well, I remember it all because I'm still mad about it. Like right. the cloud is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean I still don't even understand what it is. I mean, I guess that goes to show how little I know about <laughs> Amazon. But Well, that's the thing, like uh I guess like the Apple like, has any person in the world figured out how to log on to their iCloud? No, it's the most annoying thing. What I'm trying to figure out is how to how to make my iPhone stop asking me to log into it. <laughs> it's completely arcane. It's like some freaking just Lovecraftian ritual. No one knows how to do it. If you were to try, you'd probably die. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I also feel like it's it's also this strange money grab where it's like somebody like our parents, they wouldn't understand what it is exactly and be like oh yeah yeah i, d- I definitely need this for you know five ten twenty dollars a month like and they'll never wind up using it but they'll just keep hitting yes like in that episode of the simpsons where homer <laughs> figures out he can keep hitting y <laughs> to make things go away well you know far be it from me to uh to sing the praises of any of these ghoulish tech companies but App, Apple is for some reason charging people like $5 a month to do what Google does for free right now, which is just have storage space online, right? Because that's yeah. what the iCloud is. And it's like, oh, your your iCloud is full at five gigabytes. So you, you can pay five bucks a month or whatever to expand it. But Or you could just download the Google Photos app and it's all free. And the only downside is that Google will look at all those photos and probably – hire an assassin to kill you at some point but frankly you know free storage yeah i mean the the what is it the pros outweigh the cons <laughs> exactly free storage versus <laughs> not like the thing is apple's looking at all your photos too so you may as well just go with one of them they're all the same one of them's yeah, free though that's that's the thing that <laughs> scares me the most is like all the data all these companies have i think this is something we've talked about too and it's like unprecedented the amount of oh, I think I touched upon this in one of the vlogs I did where it's like there's so much data and it's like this has never happened in the course of human history and now it's all just being used to sell you shit better. Yeah, and that's the weird thing about it, right? I mean, it's like the supervillain plot to collect everyone's personal information and the whole world is on a big is on a bunch of uh, data files in the Mojave Desert or whatever. Yeah, and they could be used to do pretty much anything. But what they are used to do is sell you Blue Apron subscriptions and uh, like whatever stupid mattress is is trendy now. I mean, it's unbelievable what an absolute waste it is. But more importantly, like it, this this whole economy has to come collapsing at any moment now because 
people are starting to realize, I think capitalists are starting to realize that nobody buys targeted ads. Nobody clicks on them and buys the thing in them. You just get it and you just keep scrolling. Right. Right. Well, that's like, actually a really good segue into our sponsor for today's podcast is actually <laughs> Purple Mattress. No. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Do you hate going to the post office? I'm Mark Marin. <laughs> 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 Squarespace <laughs> Stamps.com This is just one <laughs> That's pretty good That's yeah, pretty good Hey what the fuckers Stamp, Stamps.com Stamps.com You know how I ship out all my stuff Stamps.com <laughs> Like uh, like Mark Maron had Obama on his podcast And uh, uh, Mark Maron's two big questions were So who are your guys and uh, the other one was, do you hate going to the fucking post office? <laughs> and Obama's like, oh, let me be clear. I've never been to the post office. <laughs> uh, you stamp stock up. <laughs> All right, I got to go. Got to go, Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to that's going to uh, that's going to be fun. I mean, Facebook already lost like a hilarious amount of value in one day because uh, it turns out that when you spend money on security, you don't make profits and then everyone gets mad at you. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Facebook lost, um, 119 something billion dollars in a day in the stock market, which is the biggest single day loss ever oh my in gosh. the stock market. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is because, uh, Zuckerberg was like, Oh, well, profits are low this, this quarter because we had to spend all the money on security, which, begs the question so i guess you weren't spending any money on security before this <laughs> oh man <laughs> jesus <laughs> jesus ricky jesus christ it made me laugh so much i was like oh that's a really really roundabout way to say sorry we weren't really paying attention at all <laughs> oh well um well, yeah i was gonna say we we should plug our um our project uh jwpb Oh yeah, we should plug that shit. Well, actually, we'll plug it, but um, also pitch the idea. Since we're doing a tech-themed show, we're going to do a pitch um, to uh, get that uh, that get that lineup back together to uh, to do some original songs too. Hopefully, yeah, man. So whenever uh, this is like John Wilkes Film Booth is our pretend band that uh, emphasis on pretend. It's it's not pretend because it, it makes real music, but yeah. the name is is a, is a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, me, Mike, my friend Justin, um, and a rotating cast, which now has just sort of become uh, Brian from Yellow Rainbow, our friend Ben, um, and Chris, right? And Chris, obviously, uh, the guitar wizard, um, just meet at in Justin's weird cabin in the woods, like once a year and uh play and record a whole bunch of music and it's pretty great it's kind of folksy a little experimental it's good stuff yeah and where can people find that is it just at jwpb.bandcamp.com yes jwpb.bandcamp that's it right and we're john's Wil- john wilkes phone booth yeah that was one of uh mike this is a little uh, behind the genius studio Mike's got um, a a note on his iPhone that's got about a hundred potential band names on it, and we picked that one out at random. 
the origins man we're giving away a lot of secrets yeah all the secrets are coming out now sorry it's actually my evernote app <laughs> that's why they have a, that's how they can afford a building it's running on those band names it's running on those band names man <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to get you on the pod bro well you know hit me up whenever i'm always down So that was my conversation with Tim Lampasona, longtime artistic collaborator and someone who lets me borrow all of his stuff all the time. So thank you, Tim. Appreciate you, my friend. You can check out our band, John Wilkes Phone Booth, at jwpb.bandcamp.com. And don't forget to send him pictures of all the bugs you find on Instagram at timbug417. This is Mike from 424recording.com. Godspeed, my friends. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to support the podcast, you can check out patreon.com slash 424recording. Appreciate you, my friends. And uh, make sure you do something you want to do today, okay? We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Peace.